Welcome to the But You're Wrong podcast. I'm Greg DiNicola. I'm Keith Budella. Make sure you check us out every Wednesday, every Saturday on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Be sure to check out But You're Wrong Facebook page, facebook.com slash but you're wrong. Please give us a like on there and follow us on Twitter at BYW Podcast. And on YouTube at youtube.com slash BYW Podcast. If you uh, like Keith, make sure you check him out on the Amazon Kindle Marketplace. We now join the But You're Wrong podcast, already in progress. Life Goes On was the first television series to have a major character with Down Syndrome. Wow. What was his second show to have a major character (laughs) with Down Syndrome? I don't know. I don't think there... I can't think of many. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I can't either. I know that there was, I don't know how much of a major character there was, but I know that on Glee for a while, there was somebody with Down Syndrome. Not as like, I don't, it wasn't one of the main kids though. Just somebody. Just someone on the show? Yeah. Like a recurring character, it seemed, but like, I don't know. I don't know how big of a role they had. (laughs) Huh. Well, that's interesting. Um, let's see here. I'm curious. Hmm. You got, I mean, Life Goes On had some pretty decent ratings. In its second season, it was number 68 with an 8.92 Nielsen rating. It was number 68 again in its third season. And then actually number 66 in its fourth season with a 9.11 Nielsen rating. Ooh. And then it got canceled. Oh. It was always on Sunday nights. Isn't huh. that a bad time slot? Uh, I don't think it's, it's, it's not the worst because, I mean, it, it's f- Friday night and Saturday night are the worst nights. Sunday night. I mean, there's a lot of popular shows on Sunday night. That's true. It's not like Thursday. Thursday is when you put your show on if it's popular. Thursday. Yeah, I would say Thursday. Monday is usually pretty big. Tuesday, maybe. I don't. Thursday seems like the big day. Thursday is the big day. Uh, now, for a while, Wednesday was a big day when Wednesday had lost. Oh yeah. Okay. Lost and something else was on Wednesdays. But you know what? I think a lot of that thinking has gone away with uh, with the DVRs. Uh, yeah, I, I I think so too because, I mean, who uh, I I don't know how many people watch. I mean, obviously a lot of people still do, but not nearly as many people watch shows on the day that they come out. You know? Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's. I mean, sometimes I'll watch a show the day it comes out, but I never watch it the time that it comes out. But okay, listen to how we're saying it too. You know, when it comes out, not when it's on, when it comes out, like it's available for us to go yeah. and get it. <laughs> not like. <laughs> yep, you're right. What a we, bunch are, of assholes we are we talking. Are. I know we're we're talking exactly like when it's available to be picked up. Yeah, when it's available for download or streaming. Uh, you know, whatever the kids are doing these days, it's streaming the download and the 
the Snapchat and on the Facebook with the twits and the twats. And, yeah, and the damn Fogelbird and Pac-Man video games. You know, that uh, that Tinder that they're on and stuff. Get, oh, yeah, the Tinder. sucked. Yeah. Just... Are you, are you, uh, you try that out yet? <laughs> no, I kind of wanted to as a goof. But I, I, but before I suggest it, I have to preface it a lot because now that I'm married, it, it might seem weird if I'm on the the Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's yeah. That it, it is a little strange. It would be a little strange. I have a friend. Um. Uh, no names mentioned. Who um he is married. And uh, has an account on Farmers Only. The the dating website? Yeah, for Farmers. Okay. You know, city folk just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He has an account on that. And uh, it's pretty hilarious. It, it, it allows me to peruse. It's kind of funny. Does he... Now is 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 his account set up like as him? Does it have a picture of him? Does it? I don't think so. No. Does it have a picture? I don't even know, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's set up as like a fake profile. Okay. Yeah. I can. He, is he catfishing people? Uh no, no, no. I think it's just for uh, hilarity's sake. Does does that cost anything though? Doesn't that cost him something? I'm not sure. I actually haven't asked. Hmm. All I know is that an account exists for him to uh, peruse, and uh, I guess he he fucks with people though, like not to the point where you know, not like a catfish type thing, but like he'll fuck with people and just like you know, like whatever their version of flirting is, so that like to elicit some responses from them. Okay, and a lot of times it'll be like really hideous chicks. Because he wants to, like, see what they got to say. Interesting. It, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's pretty uh, It's pretty funny. Uh-huh. And actually, I'm pretty sure his spouse knows about this. Mm. But I, in case in case that's not the case, I'm going to just leave it as that. Okay. I, yeah, probably best, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but um, you don't want to be throwing names around. No, no, no. Don't want to. Don't want to get Johnny in trouble. Oh shit. Oh boy, Johnny's he's dead. He's already dead. Johnny's fucked. <laughs> His wife has telepathic stuff. Um. <laughs> so I I don't understand Tinder, and then there's other things. I've been watching. Have you ever watched that show at midnight? Mm, it sounds familiar, but no, I don't think so. I think it just like they did a like two weeks um, at the end of the last year, and then I think they've been on since like January even. But it's hosted by uh, Chris Hardwick of the uh, the Nerdist podcast and Talking Dead and Talking Bad and all the talking shows he's a part of. Um, but it's uh, it's like a game show. And it's, I think it's a little bit of like a fake, uh, one of those kind of like fake improv things. Cause I think they get a little more time to prepare, but it's just comedians are the contestants and then they just make jokes and they get awarded arbitrary points, but it's more like a modern day, um, 
modern day uh what's that thing called whose line love is it lo- anyway oh i was gonna say love line <laughs> no <laughs> um <laughs> no not at all okay um, go on but it's it's funny but they they pra- they get a bunch of stuff from the web that they pull and that's what they that they use as material or jumping off points and stuff um and it's uh it's really funny but they they pull from different social things where i'm just like i have no idea what the fuck that is there was tinder but there was something else and they were just like what's this person's profile say and the comedians had to come up with something like funny for it but i was like i don't know what the fuck that thing is i've never heard of that website before oh no i'm an old man oh yeah that's kind of how i felt when i first learned about it i was like the guy at the end of the tears for fears video which which one was that Head over heels, isn't he like time flies? And then like he realizes he's old or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, is it a funny how time flies? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like all alone or something. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen that. Where's I go? I don't know. I had somewhere to go with that. I don't know. Though. Being out of touch. Uh, out of touch. Um, yes, actually, the beginning of this. Uh, Beginning of this uh, month, I found out something that I found very disturbing. Um, do you remember? Uh, do you remember Modest Mouse? And I say you remember them. I'm sure they're still around and still making music. Yeah, I think they are. But yeah, yeah. But you remember um, when like everybody listened to them? Oh, what was? Oh, Float On. That was the big single. Yeah. Float on. You remember when Float on came out? I'm sure because everybody listened to that. It played all the time. Um, it was off that album. Uh, good news for people that like bad news. Yes. Um, that album. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Is ten years old. I knew it. I knew that. That's what you were gonna say. And I found that out. And here I was like, I remember that album coming out and being such a big thing. That was like. End of freshman year in college, and like, it came out, and it was great. And I was like, that was ten years ago. Uh, oh, man. When that came out, I was 17. I, yeah, oh, wow. I was, I, had, I was 18. I had my whole life ahead of me. Yeah. Whole life, world of options ahead of us. And we're like, we can all float on. We can, because we got our whole lives in front of us, man. Ten years later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're like, we can float on and just get by until we fucking die. Basically. That was, that was such a land, not a landmark, a, 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 a placeholder. I don't know. That, that year. 2004 was just so eventful in my life. A banner year in the Greg DiNicola world? It was a banner year that that, that is a marker for how old I feel. Or, or, or it's a marker for looking back because everything is – it was either after or before that year because it just – it felt like so many things happened and so many things changed. That that was like it's a good stopping point mm-hmm. to reflect on either before or after for me. So okay, I completely agree. 
2004, also a big year for me. I mean, end of 2003, but the thing is, that thing came out April 2004. We were probably hearing a little bit of it, maybe, very end of 2003-ish. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, huge thing. Um, played all the time in, in that year. Uh, and for the next little bit, but just hallmark, hallmark, uh, cornerstone song of that, of that year's soundtrack. Like, if I was to make a soundtrack for that year, that would be one of the songs that I would try to put in. Cause I'd be like, well, everybody's gonna know that song, cause that was, that was huge. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, 10 years old, and I was like, oh, fuck, like, that just, and I, here's the thing. I work with people that are not yet old enough to drink. And I said that to them, and I was like, do you know the song Float On? And they were like, no. I was like, okay, what were you doing 10 years ago? And they were like, I was... I was like, nine, ten maybe? And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's, those moments are terrible. It was, it was awful. Also, apparently today, day that we're recording this, Game Boy, 25 years old. Wow. That's... Wow. Now, I... That doesn't make me feel quite as bad, but... No, but still, like, Game Boy's... Game Boy was 25 years ago, and you're just like, ugh. But yeah, once you put it in perspective of... Because, like, college, you're like, I'm fucking young, man. And then yeah. you reach a point where you're like, oh shit, that was like, I'm, I'm being like, oh, those are the, those are the days, but I'm, that was like 10 years ago and I'm, I'm older and this is, this is not good, man. The re- after I found that out, it ruined the rest of my day and the rest of my day was, uh, was basically the movie Better Off Dead. <laughs> 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 Rachel, I, Rachel opened the door to the garage and found me hanging by an extension cord. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, and I don't know how long ago it was. It was probably, uh, I don't know. Let's say five, six years ago. And this was my biggest, like, I'm getting old moment. I feel maybe I've ever had. I don't maybe it wasn't even that long ago. I'm not sure. But I was over a friend's house and I was all jammed up. Like also as a messed up. And we were watching the it was a Duke North Carolina basketball game. And I'm sitting there and I'm just watching it so intently. And then all of a sudden I I look at the, the players and I just go, Oh man, look at them. They're just kids. And then it just hit me and I was like, oh my God, I'm an old man. I'm commenting on how the bit about how the, the basketball players are just kids. And I, it freaked me out so bad. I was like, I'm, I'm old. That's it. There's no going back. I am now old. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I immediately texted my father and I was just like, Dad, I was like the, the 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 Duke players look young to me, and he, and he respond- said, "Welcome to the club." No, he responded with, "That's nothing. Wait till the baseball players start all looking young." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
And I was just like, oh, that's it. I'm not a kid anymore. No, we're we're not. But here's the thing. We're still young. We're still young. But... I feel like we've been saying that for a while. We're just like, it's okay. We're still young. We're still kind of young. St- is, you, you sound like you sound like fucking Meatloaf in Fight Club. We're still men. <laughs> After they removed his testicles. We're, I, st- we're still men. I thought you were going to say that you sound like one of those fucking old people that's like, I'm 83 years young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 80, I hate that term. No, Whatever years young. What but... I, what I meant was like I think we're at the point where like we are to other pe to other people like to our parents. Our parents are like oh they're still like real young. Like oh isn't that great? Like they're still they're still so young. But to us we're like oh man we're getting older. We're getting older. But you know I mean we're still. Somewhat young, maybe. I don't. We're we're, we're not old. Okay, we're, we're like, not we super we're old. old. No, no, no. We're 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 not old. Like we say, we're old. Like we might feel old when we think about shit. We're not actually old. No, like you're not old. This is this old, is good. I was gonna say old now. Old is like a hundred. No, I wasn't gonna say that at all. No, old now is like. 50s into 60. That's old. I, and, I, and I don't mean, like, that's not the end of the line by any stretch of the imagination. But when you're, like, 57... You're kind of old. You're, you're kind of old. Here's the thing, though. I would say... I'm, I would push it back into 60s now. Oh, no, it's obviously... It's moving. It's a sliding scale. Well, yeah, because here's the thing. I would not consider Brad Pitt old, but he is 50. That's true. And it's partially because he doesn't look old. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's funny because you think about it. If a 75-year-old looked like Brad Pitt, you'd be like, he's not old. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know? That's a good point. I, I wouldn't say that. But... No, I, I know what you're saying. He's not old. And even, like, my parents are in, like, their mid to late 50s. I still don't necessarily consider them old. I call them old. Like, I say, you're old. And I tell them that they're both insane. But they're not really old. Like, they'll be old in, like, a few years. When they're in their 60s, they'll be actually old. I'm going to say 60s are old. Unless you have a grandchild, then you're old. And you made poor life choices. Yeah. Whichever comes first. Yeah, it's possible too. Kids are sixties. Again, if it's before that, then you probably made some bad life choices somewhere along the way. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that's definitely true. Or, well, I no, mean, what if? No. What if your What if your child just made some poor decisions? Well, then you probably did a poor job raising them. In theory. Yes, in theory, you're right. I don't know. I mean, think about it. Are you afraid that we're upsetting somebody right now, or are you trying no, to tell no, me no, that no, you no, have no. a grandkid? Which no, one no, 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 no. <laughs> Look, I know there are exceptions, 
I was saying it more just as a joke. As a generalization. As a generalization and as a joke that has too much time has been spent on it already. I'm sorry. It's fine. Just saying. It was just a joke, man. I was just I'm kidding. sorry. I'm sorry I got all defensive. <laughs> you, got, you did get really defensive on that. I was like, oh, I didn't expect that reaction. I just expected a laugh and moving on, but that's... All right. I mean, if you, you know. Look, it's possible that it's your kid's fault and that you didn't, you didn't affect that, but. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to argue with you. Okay. You want to argue about something else? Uh, I don't know. Come up with something. No, not really. No, don't. No, we don't. I mean, an argument isn't good unless it forms organically. Okay. <laughs> you know, you I mean, what, what is this Fox News? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I, I don't know. Um So I have something, but you know what? Like the show, we dove r- right into the show pretty much. Yeah. Um So I don't I don't know if I want to I maybe I'll save this. And we'll dive into the, we'll dive into the meat of this. Um, it was something I had planned, planned for Thursday. And then the whole thing with my car happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, which I could rehash, but I really won't. Everything's fine now. Everything's good. Everything's fine here. Situation normal. Um, the Impala is still rolling. Yeah. Except, so I went to pick it up yesterday. And when I got in the car to turn it on, it wouldn't start at all. Like, nothing happened. So I went to the guy, and I was like, hey, uh car won't start. And he, and he was like, um, really? Yep. All right, well, let me come out and take a look. Keep in mind, car not starting. Whole reason why I was there. So we uh he goes out there, doesn't start at all. Not doing anything, not even trying to. He figures out that the battery is completely dead. Gives it a jump, revs the engine, checks the charging thing, everything's fine. Car is making a little bit of a weird noise. And you know how, like, you know when you open the hood of your car, like, it sounds different because the hood's open, and you're always like, oh, that sounds a little bit weird because it's different than how it normally sounds? Yeah. So I was like, well, maybe that's like, maybe that's just it. So he closes it. He says, you should be good running for a little while. And I was like, well, I got to go to work. And he was like, okay, well, let me give you, I'm going to give you this, uh, the jump box that we have. So you can, just in case you get stuck and then you can drop it off like tomorrow, whenever it's convenient for you. And I was like, all right, cool. And he closes the hood. And I was, it, it didn't sound at all right then. Like, everything, nothing sounded good. There was definitely a sound that it should not be made. (laughs) Normal cars do not sound like this. Yeah, so I was like, so that sound, though, that's not normal. Should I be worried about that? And he was like, I don't don't know what that is. So he gets his son out, who, who changed the starter on my car. And they're looking at it, and he was like, well, was there, like, a plastic cover or something, like, that was over it, that you moved, or whatever? Like, is there anything that you remember touching that could be making this sound? He's like, I don't know. 
So finally it's decided that I'm going to leave the car overnight there again and pick it up today since I have the day off. It'd be easiest that way. Because he was like, I don't think it'll affect performance, but, you know, just bring it back when you can and we'll take a look at it. And I was like, well, my next day off after tomorrow is Sunday, and then after that is Wednesday. And I feel like this is something that might affect performance, which is all a car is really supposed to do. So. True. Um, I mean, especially if you're people like us and you're not driving nice cars and you're not looking for luxury. You just want it to get from point A to point B. I need the car to go. And yeah. I feel like anything, any sound could be something that um, could affect the car moving forward. So I was like, how about I just leave it You can, and you can let me know. And he was like, okay. So left the car, called today, um, and he was like, yeah, I think we might actually left the light on when we, uh, when we moved the car in the morning, and that's why the battery died. Um, but we charged it up for you, and everything else seems to be working fine with that. And then the sound was just a, a plastic cover was rubbing against the belt. And I was like, oh. Okay, so, I mean, as, as long as it's working, but... Yeah. So it's working now. Should be good. The sounds are okay? It sounded okay, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, huh. yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't sound good. So... No. So, anyway, so... So I had the whole car thing happen, and then, um... I had I had this, this thing prepared from last week for Thursday... But it's a good thing I waited because there's an additional thing in this um, that popped up today. So okay. lucky us. Actually, it might have been yesterday. Um, let's dive back into the world of Jonathan Lee Riches. Oh, my God. Again? Wow. I didn't even I, I can't believe he had this much material. So real quick, in case people didn't know. Jonathan Lee Riches, um, too big for his britches, as we determined yes. in the previous episode. Much, much too big. Um, if you want the, the full saga of Jonathan Lee Riches, we are now headed into, um, the, the fourth episode dealing with him. Um, you can check out episode seven. Where he sues the Kardashians and Kanye West. Uh, episode 36 was he was suing, uh, some country music star. Episode 131, suing the Ghostbusters. And that's really all this guy does. He is just a, a crazy, kooky criminal guy. And I say criminal, like, but I don't ever think we actually covered what he was arrested for. Uh, Actually, yeah, I don't, I don't remember ever figuring out what maybe, he was arrested for. Maybe in like the first episode, I think it was just like white collar shit. It wasn't anything like really malicious or bad. I he don't think. Yeah, he didn't kill anybody or anything like that. But he was doing quite a bit of um, lawsuit filing under various names uh, for ridiculous reasons. Always fun following up on what he's been up to. Oh yeah. Um so I so much so that I have a Google News alert for him so that when he does pop up I I see him. 
Wow. Um, and he's been quiet for a bit, but he has now popped up. I guess they gave him back his typewriter or something. Because I think at one point he got his typewriter taken away, so he had to handwrite everything. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Um, all right, so do you remember last week when a woman named Allison Michelle Ernst hurled a shoe at Hillary Clinton? Actually, it might have been two weeks ago. Really? Yeah, Hillary Clinton was given a speech on something, pantsuits or whatever. Um, <laughs> and a woman threw a shoe at her. And what's funny is they slow it down and you see the shoe go flying past her and then she kind of ducks. Uh. So real delayed reflexes. Thankfully, um, you know, she, she was not a good shot. Um, Hillary Clinton, though, handled it pretty well. Made a decent joke where she said, uh, good thing she didn't play softball like I did. So, you know, because uh, yeah. otherwise she might have hit. Hmm. Um, afterward, it, I guarantee it wasn't as good as the, uh, the George Bush shoe dodge. No, that <laughs> no, no reflection on his job as president. He dodged the shit out of that shoe. <laughs> well, didn't he? Didn't the guy throw two shoes at him? Uh, I only remember one, but I could be wrong. George Bush shoe throw. Let's see. Because I feel like there were two shoes thrown. I think it was just the one. Let's see. Let's find out. Hang on. Loading. Load. Fucking advertisement on this shit. Hang on. George Bush shoe attack. Almost five million views. Wow. I I almost just wanna just wanna throw this video up on our YouTube page to see what kind of attention it attracts. Oh, and of course the ad is for your favorite place, the Olive Garden. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's just in the description it just says shoe. So I'm thinking it's just one shoe. But <laughs> What was the Was it Simpsons? And, oh, fuck, someone was writing all the songs with the word shoe in the titles. I don't remember that. Hang on. Oh, my God. I'm watching this right now. And, like, he sees it and he ducks. It's an amazing duck. What's amazing is that the Iraqi guy, or the, no, no, is he within Iraq? Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was in Iraq, I think. The guy that he's with, who uh, chancellor or prime minister or whatever, um, like throws his hand up in case there's another shoe coming. And George, George W. Bush literally just pushes his hand away, and he's like, "No, I got this shit." <laughs> he's like, "I got this." It was a dodge. quick reaction. I've been dodging shoes since my father was in office. I got this shit. Don't worry. Oh yeah. He reacted almost as fast to that as he did to invading Iraq for no reason. (laughs) 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 But that's besides the point. (laughs) Anyway, so Hillary Clinton dodged the shoe is, I think, the the moral of that story. Um, And then this comes from the Denver Westwood or I'm sorry, Westward. That's hard, hard to say. Westward. Let's see. Uh, Afterward, the press found a tie between Ernst and the case against Aurora theater shooter James Holmes, and it's legit. However, major outlets such as the Associated Press are reporting that Ernst filed bizarre motions in the matter, 
with one claiming that Holmes had invaded her brain. That's wrong, and we bet the misinformation thrills the real man behind the document, Jonathan Lee Riches. Here's the twisted story. We'll just skip ahead here. First, let's look at the thing. No, no need to. All right. Afterward, reporters who've mastered the art of Google discover that a woman identified as Allison Michelle Ernst know the different spelling of the first name. So, Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N. Two L's. The other Allison who threw the shoe, one L. Uh-huh. The one that filed the problem, Allison. Um had made a scene at an August 9th, uh, 2012 hearing in the theater shooting case. She stood up in the middle of a hearing to declare that she had information vital to the investigation and was promptly escorted out of the room. Okay. Uh, let's see. All, all good and well at that point, but the New York Daily News took things a step further, reporting that Ernst had filed a lawsuit against Holmes that stated, among other things... That James entered my head like Dennis Quaid in inner space, and he zooms to my heart and plays with it and forces me to care for him. Oh, uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. So hang on, let's. I'm gonna back up here a second and see. Because Allison is Allison actually? So I guess Allison really did. I guess Allison really did do that. She really did stand up and speak at the hearing of Jonathan Holmes, is what I'm guessing. Okay. okay. Um, but I guess what she didn't do was file the weird claim. Uh, is I think that's that. I think that's what I'm getting here. I think that's I think that's where the the real story becomes Jonathan Lee Riches. Okay. Because he files the weird lawsuit. Um, and the weird lawsuit is on allisonmichellearns.blogspot.com. Let's see. Would you like to, uh, would you like to hear it? Yeah. Uh, it's very short. Comes now, Allison Michelle Ernst moves this honorable court to intervene, assuming that means intervene, in the James Egan Holmes I l- case. I love all the misspellings yeah. and everything in these. He's famous for these. A uh, case for access to all judicial records and to intervene to produce newly discovered withheld evidence. Further, uh, movement intervenes to appeal. <laughs> <laughs> appeal this court's ruling denying the defendant's constitutional right to have their own experts present as the state examines scientific evidence which this denial is a violation of confrontation clause. James Holmes and his James Holmes is an innocent man. James Holmes must be released to me ASAP. This is a huge conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy is always mentioned in every single one of his lawsuits. Every, he he must love Jesse Ventura every time. Like yeah. <laughs> Okay, so James Holmes is innocent, according to this animal? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I am the Allison Ernst who came to court bald with a, with a red dress. Uh, this court and the media must go to James Holmes' Innocent Facebook page 
to look and read about all the evidence which will show James is truly innocent and that the guilty party is Philip Anschutz. A-N-S-C-H-U-T-Z. Okay. Um, who owns half of Regal Cinemas and Anschutz... <laughs> Anschutz mind controlled James to go to the theater to knock out Anschutz's competitor. Anschutz is involved with the New World Order and a group of cabal evil worldwide crooks who want to control of the world through false flag attacks akin to George Orwell 1984 uh, where James Holmes is now the new Emmanuel and Anschutz's fingerprints are all over this tragic event, and he must be investigated. He also killed Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, okay. I fear for my life I can be found in James Holmes' innocent. What? I can be found in James Holmes' is innocent? Yes, it's like the new Transcendence movie with Johnny Depp. She's <laughs> she's actually in the website. She is the Oh, website. Okay. Um, actually, though, it looks like there's more because that doesn't say anything about Dennis Quaid in inner space. Yeah, what was that all about? I don't know. I'm missing a document here. Um, oh, apparently there's there's multiple. I'm sorry, I didn't do enough on. I didn't do enough research on this. Let me. No, no, no. Let me see what I can find here. Michelle Ernst. Lawsuits documents. I've mastered the art of Google as well. Are you saying in addition to Jonathan Lee Riches? Um, or in addition to other people? In addition to... Uh, other things? No, the news articles was like, reporters who mastered the art of Google have found... Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. Um, oh, wait, is this another? Okay, here's another one. Here's another one. This is at, um, Allison Michelle Ernest 69.blogspot.com. <laughs> um, I think there's only one. I think there's only one thing on here. This is a longer one, though. Um, this is for actually a preliminary injunction for a temporary restraining order. Comes now, the plaintiff, facing imminent danger and bodily harm from defendant James Holmes, I seek a restraining order from James Holmes, entering my body through subliminal messaging and causing me to be obsessed with him on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I read ahead here for a second. <laughs> sorry, skipped ahead. I am the Allison Michelle Ernst that came to court with a bald head and red dress. I look like G.I. Jane. <laughs> he doesn't really say that? Yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> I look like G.I. Jane. No, really. I look like I look just like G.I. Jane. Wow. I look like G.I. Jane because I'm ugly when I have the shaved head. Uh, I wish I had looked more like... Uh, uh, Natalie, Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie Portman with the yeah, I, I knew where you were going with that. Because I'm straight, I'd still fuck her. I'm talking as... As, yeah, Allison. Allison. Michelle, yeah. Allison Michelle would probably fuck her, I'm guessing. Well, it's Natalie Portman. But yeah, I mean, I think I think anybody would. 
I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, shit, I lost my spot here. Oh, James Holmes also won't write me. He ignores all my letters I write to him in prison. And no, huh. I'm sorry. I write him to prison. Oh, yeah, that I'm, makes I'm sense. I'm automatically correcting stuff here, and I shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. James Holmes is innocent and has been framed by the U.S. government for New World Order. Um, government also spelled as the abbreviation GUFT. Uh, oh, G-O-V apostrophe T? No, no apostrophe. Just G-O-V-T. Oh, G-O-V-T. Okay, cool. Uh, I created a Facebook group called James Holmes is Innocent, and I can be found out there every day rallying Americans to free James Holmes. And I can be found out there every day. Oh, she doesn't take days off from the website? <laughs> no. I No, it's like, uh, she's like, uh, what's his face at the end? Uh, there will be blood. I can be found out there every day. <laughs> Rallying Americans. Uh, James has taken over my life. I sleep, eat, and think James Holmes 24-7, and I seek a restraining order to have this James Holmes mind manipulation to stop. I, oh my god, this is, this is the reason, this next line is the reason that I love finding these, because of all the weird pop culture references in here. First G.I. Jane, now, I watched Inception. <laughs> I watched Inception, did not understand it, really confused. What was the totem thing and why did it not fall down at the end? No, it doesn't say all that, but yeah. I just imagine that that's like, like while he's in the middle of writing this one, he's like, you know, I'm going to sue another, I'm going to sue Christopher Nolan to tell me what the end of Inception meant. Yeah. Um, and to tell him it was bullshit and it was too convoluted, but. Uh, so I'm fully aware. <laughs> it, 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 was. it was. There's too much. Like, I'm crazy and I couldn't follow that logic. That was insane. And, uh, that, that French woman, way too nuts for me. Yeah, it's a little bit, bit much. Um, I watched Inception, so I'm fully aware of James Holmes' magical powers and also his Nuo. I'm assuming they mean Neuro. Uh, the, I guess the R on his typewriter is broken, so he only uses it sometimes. Uh, yeah. Uh, sign studies, which now James enters my head like Dennis Quaid in inner space, and he zooms to my heart and plays with it and forces me to care for him. Uh, James sent me naked photos of himself in a Joker outfit, which offends me. Oh. So he was naked and in a Joker outfit. I don't know how. That yeah, works. I mean, well, maybe like it was crotchless or something. Why don't you say like a crotchless Joker outfit? I don't know because this guy's stupid. Or maybe it's one of those like body paint ones, like they do for the Sports Illustrated swimsuits. Sometimes. Oh, I like those. Yeah. You know, so like there's like the not necessarily on James Holmes. But... No, no, but like it looks like he's got like that long gun from like. That Jack Nicholson had, and he's like pulling it out, but really, it's just his dick. Dick, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> uh, James sent me naked photos. Uh, James Holmes won't even look at me on when he is in court, and this offends me, my life, and skin. And skin? Her skin is very offended by this. Skin, wow. skin is very offended. 
James Holmes is being framed. The, the number of inconsistencies and questions formed in my letter. Con- no, uh, <laughs> the number of inconsistencies and questions continue to grow in the movie theater massacre in Aurora, Colorado. At first, I was pleasantly surprised that they would let us see more of the courtroom proceedings. When he walked into the courtroom, it immediately fueled the excite, fueled the exact kind of debate the powers that be do not want us having. Such as, in quotes, we are be, are we being manipulated? And by, in quotes, whom? Uh, because once we reach a consensus on that, then the power elite have lost control of the game or control the, quote, operation. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, the judge put out the first gag order a couple of days after the first court appearance. He claims that he wanted to keep the case from becoming a media circus. This could possibly be believable, but it was the second gag order that gave raised the first red flag. That gave. It's like not even English. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and made them show their hand to any of us who are awake and watching. You see, at first they thought they could use the images from the trial to help them build support for a death penalty case. They wanted to Tim McVeigh him. Uh huh. Think now, I know some people out there are like, hey, who is Tim McVeigh? I don't know anybody by that name. Allison is so, uh, so kind to us that she actually then explains Tim McVeigh was the man accused of the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh, they actually explain who <laughs> Tim McVeigh was? Yes. She, she explains it, or he explains it, or it explains it in the, uh, in the article here. Um, Tim McVeigh was the man accused of the Oklahoma City bombing. Much like James Holmes, he was mind-controlled Patsy. Uh. Uh, (laughs) That they dumped the blame for the bombing on. And even after proof of other accomplices emerged, they were able to keep the death penalty case together. Um, This so-called team of lawyers are either the worst lawyers in the world or have purposely put in to lose the case I'm sorry um to lose the case um for the defense I believe the latter why would his lawyers let him continue to keep his hair dyed why have they been allowed to represent him even after his father came into town what what what, what is that uh, I, I I don't. I'm, I'm, no, never mind. You know, because his father is Matlock. Obviously, his father should be representing him. Um, they and his father didn't even have him shave for either court hearing. These questions raise serious doubts over who was looking out for James's rights and protections to get a fair trail. Oh, a fair fair trail. <laughs> yes, Great. fair trail. Uh, you know, it's not too sloped either way. It's not all downhill, not all uphill either. 
It's <laughs> a good mix of both. Yeah, as long as he keeps a medium pace, he'll be able to get through it in no time. Uh, parents have been well known to come out swinging from their law camps, such as both sides of the Zimmerman Trevon Martin case. Whether you say whatever you say about the charges, you cannot say that the parents have. I just want to point out parents in that part. Um, exclamation point. So the possessive of parents. Mm. You cannot say the parents have been out uh, out front with legal actions and media interviews to protect their children's children's rights and outcome. Project. McCultra is involved in this mega conspiracy. What is that? Project McCultra. I don't remember him mentioning that previously. Um, Project, let's see if it's a real thing. It is a real thing. Um, Let's see. Project. Oh, you know what? Okay. It's Project MK Ultra. Oh, okay. When I see it spelled, like, typed all out one correctly, word. yeah. Um, before, it was just all lowercase letters, so I didn't... Okay. It's the codename for a U.S. government human research operation experimenting in the behavior engineering of humans through the CIA's uh, Scientific Intelligence Division. The CIA project was coordinated with Special Operations Division of the Army's Chemical Corps. The program began in the early 1950s, was officially sanctioned in 1953, was reduced in scope in 1964, further curtailed in 1967, and officially halted uh, in 1973. The program engaged in many illegal activities. Uh Um, Let's see. MK Ultra used numerous methodologies to manipulate people's mental states and alter brain functions, including um, the administration of drugs, LSD and other chemicals, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, verbal and sexual abuse, as well as various forms of torture. So, real thing, but supposedly not around anymore. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's, it's alive and well, Keith. Or, or, wait, are you just saying that's alive and well because of this? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, he's bringing shit up that happened in the 60s and 70s. Well, so, you know. well hang on. Here's the thing. Under this, uh, under this somewhat lengthy article that's got to be, I'm going to say about seven horses, maybe. Wow. Maybe eight. Um... <laughs> Let's see. Conspiracy theories. MK Ultra plays a part in many conspiracy theories, given its nature and the stru- destruction of most records. Uh, Lawrence Teeter, attorney for convicted assassin Sirhan Sirhan, believed Sirhan. Oh yeah, Sirhan Sirhan was under the influence of hypnosis when he fired his weapon at Robert F. Kennedy in 1968. Teeter linked the CIA's MK Ultra program to mind control techniques that he con- tr- he claimed were used to control Sirhan. Jo- yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. Um, Jonestown, the location of the Jim Jones cult and the People's Temple mass suicide, was thought to be a test site for MK Ultra medical and mind control experiments after the official end of the program. Hmm. 
Um, Congressman Leo Ryan, a known critic of the CIA, was murdered by People's Temple members after he personally visited Jonestown to investigate various reported irregularities. Well, you know. So, so they, but it's still a part of many conspiracy theories. They just decided to list only two for us. Yeah, that's fine. Um, anyway, so MK Ultra real thing. Um, let me find, where was that one again? Okay. Um, and Aurora police chief Dan Oates has secret ties with 9-11. James was set up with a false flag attack, which happens before and during every Olympics. Wait, wait, what? Can you say that? Again, James was set up with a false flag attack, which happens before and during every Olympics. What does that mean? Didn't he talk about Olympics before? Yeah, I think he did. I don't know what this flag attack thing is. False flag, you know, false, like, you know, they they say it's somebody else, but it's really us and it's under a false flag. In the Olympics? No, he's saying he's saying that there was a false flag attack, which but a false flag attacks always before, happen before oh, 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 and oh, during oh. every Olympics. Oh, okay. No, there's, not, just... there's not like an extra Olympic event like the the false flag attacks. No, no, no. no like, I, thought, I got your flag. I thought he was saying there was, there was some sort of an attack like at the Olympics. Well, he says um, and during, but I don't think there was an, a false flag attack or an attack of any kind really. Right after. Uh yeah, but not during. No, not during. But Russia into. I'm just I'm pl- I'm pointing out holes in his in his argument here. But whatever. I have many more theories and evidence, and I seek the release of James from prison. Keep in mind, this originally started as a temporary restraining order. A restraining order. And then let me read the sentence again. I seek the release of James from prison. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you must go to Facebook group. James Holmes is innocent. Um, and then quite possibly the best part of the whole thing. Besides, well, okay, best parts of this one so far. I'm gonna say inner space reference, Inception, and then this last line. I also seek a new red dress and clippers, including toenails. Include. I don't even. I. I. It's like it's so nonsensical. <laughs> I know, <laughs> isn't it great? Oh man! Wow, that was oh, that almost that uh, might have been his least sensical one yet. Well. Oh no. <laughs> Um, man, I think, do we even, I, I got sidetracked by actually reading the actual things. Let's see. Both were posted by Jonathan Lee Riches. Let us introduce you. Oh, I, I missed this somehow. Apparently he was trying to get, Jonathan Lee Riches was trying to get Holmes's email, or Holmes's mail forwarded to him. Oh, really? Yeah. In jail? Or is he still in jail, or do we? I know think that? he's back in jail now. Okay. Um. 
Let's see. Uh, Wait, there's another thing in this guy now, too. Um, let's see. Uh, after the 18th Judicial District Court, which is handling the Holmes prosecution, released the aforementioned document, as well as Judge William Sylvester's order suggesting that the person behind it undergo a mental health evaluation, a Reddit user cited the similarities between that document and one posted to a blog spot on August 19th under the name Yom P- Piao Li. Who is he? A register of actions document made public by Judge Sylvester mentioned a filing by a YPL um, who was questioned after the shooting but quickly cleared involvement. A uh, University of Colorado student, Lee, is said to have known Holmes. Here's the text. Comes now the intervener, uh, Yom Pio Lee, with newly discovered withheld evidence in this case and facing imminent danger and, and, A-N-D-F, I'm assuming they just mean and, bodily harm, moves this court to intervene in this case to tell my side of the story. I am James, James Holmes' friend from school. I demand James Holmes be free. I call courthouse too. You free James Holmes ASAP. <laughs> I call courthouse too. I love it. I love, I love how clearly this was, I'm sure this was, was Jonathan Lee Riches. But he started writing it and was like normal. And then he was like, oh, I should sound really Asian. And he was just like, I demand James Holmes be free. I call courthouse too. You free James Holmes ASAP. Uh, James Holmes is innocent. Police Chief Dan Oates, crooked cop. Police Chief Dan Holmes, crooked cop. Uh, I, I, w- I was at P.F. Chang's China Beast. <laughs> in a river. Dan Oates beat me in parking lot with my cell phone. 724-2012. Took... <laughs> Took phone and Milo main. <laughs> he leave Kung Pao chicken says too spicy. <laughs> it doesn't say that, but I wish it did. Uh, that would be amazing. Did it really say about the P.F. Changs in Aurora, Colorado? <laughs> yes, that part's true. Okay, it, and, awesome. it, and it really says took phone and Milo main. Did it really end it my really, little me? It really says that. I just added the part about the Kung Pao chicken. Oh my god. I can't believe the little main pop was real. <laughs> we should we next time he does one of these, we should play a game where I just I write other sentences and you figure out which sentence came from came from him and which one is mine. Um Oats used my phone to call police to threaten itself. Uh, Oates told me he Illuminati. I scared now. I hide now at South Korean Embassy in D.C. Aurora Police Corrupt. I am proud member of Facebook group James Olmes is Innocent. You must come see group. <laughs> you must come see group. You must come Fantastic. see group. Fantastic. You must come see group. Dan Oates and police have warned for me arrest. Plant my fingerprints on gun at Century 16. Is that Century 16? Um, what is that? Is that the movie theater? Is it? Maybe it is. I don't know. Century 16. Oh, you know what? I was thinking Century 16. Yeah, it is. It is. I was thinking Century 21. <laughs> oh. Which I thought you were going to th- say Century <laughs> City where the Nakatomi Tower is. 
AKA the Fox Tower. <laughs> right. No. Um, uh, fuck, where are they? Okay. Um, Oates told me, or I was thinking that he meant the 16th century. And he, <laughs> and he, and he put the fingerprints on a musket or something. Yeah. He's like, oh, police put fingerprints on musket. <laughs> frame me for murder. Frame, frame me for, frame me for, Almost shooting a guy <laughs> two feet away. I'm missing him because he was wearing Gore-Tex coat. Uh, Oates told me he framed James Holmes for New World Order. Must investigate. I want witness protection. I go on NBC Today show. Tell my story, my side of story next week. Dan Oates sleep with District Attorney Carol Chambers. At Aurora Holiday in a hotel. I have video. I go show on YouTube. <laughs> um, <laughs> free James Holmes. Oh, wow. Uh, the person listed as posting the document, Jonathan Lee Riches. Of course. Um, another register of actions mentioned the Ernst documents, uh, referred to by the initials AME and the block spot. Post the address listed for her was the same one as for Rich's too. Uh, the shtick didn't stop there. Rich's Facebook page described him at the time as a rogue detective at the Aurora Police Department who studied at the University of Colorado Anschutz Medical Campus. Among the videos on it in the late summer of 2012 was a clip supposedly showing James Holmes masquerading as Ernst. Here's the screen cap. I don't know. It looks like, it honestly looks like something out of a Silence of the Lambs ripoff. Um, other homes related, uh, stuff on the page include an application for the Aurora City Council, a letter to a local attorney asking him to take Holmes's case, and a petition to formally change Rich's names to James Egan Holmes. Uh, given all this material, the idea that Ernst herself had filed the motions in the Holmes case appeared to have been thoroughly debunked, but as the recent report suggests, misinformation is mighty hard to kill in the internet age. Wow. Um, would you like to see what his application for uh, the Aurora City Council looked like? Yeah, I would. Does he list any of his qualifications? Um, well, let's find out. Um, let's see. Years completed of education, post-grad, uh, degrees, associate degree and law PhD. He says he went to the Penn State University, which I doubt, and he went to Harvard Law School, which I doubt. <laughs> uh, employment, riches, private investigations, position CEO. How long? <laughs> How long? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a CEO too. How long was he uh, in this position for life? Oh, life! Life. Oh, that's how long you should be in jail for. Um, work experience, crusader of truth. Oh yeah. Do you, you do think it, this is just like Ventura's alter ego? <laughs> <laughs> I can't show my real self, otherwise they'll know. <laughs> It's a conspiracy, <laughs> so I will give this other name instead. No one will know, <laughs> except maybe the Illuminati and the and the yeah. lizard people. 
Oh my god, yeah, the lizard the people. The lizard people will smell me with their tongues. And no, it's oh. not me. Or it is me. I don't know. <laughs> I confuse myself sometimes. Did you know I was a wrestler and I used to know things? Very privy to so many things. Now, are you wondering about his certifications? Because uh, if I, you're worried about I'm his... curious. I, I wouldn't say I'm worried. I'll, I'll say I'm curious. Though. Here's the thing, though. He's going to make you work for it. He, If it's, a, it's his certifications, he doesn't just tell you. It just says, Google me. Oh, really? Yeah. Google me? Yeah. What are your uh, certifications? Google me. Oh, wow. Let's see. Google me. Let's see. Community involvement. Very important section here. Do you presently serve in any appointed position on a board, commission, or committee? He checked yes. If yes, what board, commissions, or committee? And he wrote truth behind 9-11 commission. <laughs> How many people do you think that consists of? Uh, I'm thinking three guys. I'm thinking it's him, Jesse Ventura, and that one politician that was ranting and raving on the streets that we that we tried to call the one day. Oh yeah, we did try to call him. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> he was was he from Jersey? I thought he was from New York. It was one of the two. Um, but anyway, I think it's those three guys. Um, his interests and activities. Filing lawsuits, of course. Uh, wow. <laughs> Why would it not be? Um, exposing government corruption, of course. Um, government, of course, spelled his usual way. Yeah. Um, and roaming Facebook. He really likes to roam Facebook. That is one of his interests. And activities, yeah. He likes to look at pictures of other people's kids and their cats. What a jerk-off. Um, why do you desire appointment to city council to seek the truth in proving James Egan Holmes is innocent? Um, mm. oh, he also gives his three references, of course. Um, number one, you know, what? I'm going to do these out of order. Number one, James Holmes. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, Jeremy Jojo Lowe. I think is what it says. He's a nine news uh, reporter. Okay. At Denver. Uh, would you like to take a guess at who his third reference is? Please tell me it's either God or Jesus Christ. No, Barack Obama. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just give Barack a call. He knows me. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, oh, here's his uh, change, uh, his name change request. The petition of Jonathan Lee Riches by Jonathan Lee Riches respectfully repre uh, represents one. The petitioner is white with a date of birth. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure they just wanted you to put your name there, but <laughs> did he really do that? Yes. The petitioner is, and he put white. <laughs> he <really> put white. <laughs> that is fantastic. Okay, continue. Uh, the petitioner, he also, he also lists uh, some addresses here. Uh, Federal Medical Center, United States Penitentiary in Atlanta, Georgia, and ADX Florence in Colorado. 
assuming that's a prison as well. Yeah. Um, the petitioner desires to change my name. See, they leave a blank and he just puts my name. Um, to James Egan Holmes for the following reason, religious. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a, here's his letter to a local lawyer. Uh, my name is Jonathan Lee Riches. I am a representative for James Egan Holmes held in Arapao County Detention Center on shouldn't laugh at this part because it's serious uh, on murder charges but he put murder charges like there's no there's, he's missing the first R again so what would that be murder charges my, yeah but well, murder yeah he's being held on murder charges <laughs> you know because he was disrespectful to his mother <laughs> there is no other yeah. <laughs> like mother <laughs> so treat her right <laughs> treat, treat your mother right or you will go to a penitentiary on mother charges wow <laughs> do you do you know that do you know that Mr. T thing that wasn't that, wasn't that long ago right right uh, I mean yeah, yeah you know um, very, very topical <laughs> come on I dropped a I dropped a uh, Inception reference in my other thing come on yeah I'm allowed an inner space reference or a Mr. T reference every once in a while uh, we are very concerned. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, concerned. Uh, for James' welfare and health, and looking to hire a attorney solely to check and see if he is okay, not to defend him. What are your fees in handling this matter? That he writes all of that in there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's the letter. Never mind. I was thinking it was still the application. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. He wrote that's the that's the letter that he wrote. Wow. Incredible. So, okay, so here's the thing, though. All that was just catching up on that and and his connection apparently to the, or his made up connection, to the um woman that threw a shoe at. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. There is a whole other thing that he recently did that involves our favorite person. Um, and by favorite person, I mean one of our least favorite people. I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to bleep it out so people don't look it up ahead of time. I mean, they could just look up Jonathan Lee Riches, but I'm just going to, you know. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, I guess we'll, because we've been recording a little while now, so we we should hang on to that. Okay. You want to you want to save that, or you want to dive into it? Because I, I'm thinking unless we want to split it up into two parts, but we might as well just wait. Okay. Yeah, we might as well. Yeah. So, so then we'll more go, material. We'll dive into a fifth episode of Jonathan Lee Riches. Unbelievable. Who may it's... who may be a fan of the show? Yeah, yeah. Remember when uh, what was his? Maybe it was his wife. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but she she tried to friend us. Oh yeah, on, she tried on the to, book. She tried to friend us on the Facebook, and somebody using his his name on Twitter tweeted at us and was like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" Yeah, I don't know. I I have no idea. And we just didn't respond. No, I think we were too worried that he'd sue us. 
Which, actually, at this point, I'm just like, you know what? Fucking sue the shit out of us. Yeah. Because it's not going to go anywhere, but I want to see what pop culture references you make. Well, no one's going to take it seriously. Yeah. They are worse than a modern-day Abbott and Costello. I don't, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> they are the Laurel and Hardy of this generation. Worthless. <laughs> Laurel and Hardy. I'm like, actually, I think Laurel and Hardy were pretty useful at the time, but I mean, I guess, I guess nah. you want to go with that. You're wrong, Keith. You're dead wrong. <laughs> Laurel and Hardy were not good? No. But didn't they do the, didn't they do the Toyland, Escape from Toyland, Attack in Toyland? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'm not saying that that's good, though, actually. Yes, you know what? Useless. I'm pretty sure it was, I'm pretty sure it scared the shit out of me as a kid. Not for me. Um. Anyways. What the fuck was that thing called? Hang on. Was it Babes in Toilet? No. Hang on. I, I, I gotta find out what this fucking thing was called. I don't know what Babes in Toilet was. I don't think it was that one. Because they used to show it all the time on WPIX 11 or something. I, I, okay. And I'll like, have to believe you about that. Yeah, you should fucking believe me on that. What, what, did you just ring a bell? A bell just rang because, uh, Colleen texted me. Oh, what's up, Colleen? Let's see. Hang on, hang on. I just want to find this out. I thought it was... I th- oh, yeah. Babes in Toyland. Oh, because it's also known as the March of the Wooden Soldiers or something. Okay. And all that. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking stupid. Don't bother. Don't bother with it. I wasn't going to. I already told you it was stupid. <sighs> all right. Um... <laughs> you're like, I was way ahead of you on this one. Shark off. Um, all right, so I guess that that's it. And then next episode, we'll do a little more Jonathan Lee Riches. Yeah. Too big for his britches again. It's still too big for his britches. <laughs> <laughs> this has been But You're Wrong. I'm Greg DiNicola. I'm Keith Padela. Remember, everyone, please, uh, no regrets, and check out our new show coming out on Fox, Mad About Shoe. Ha 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 